and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. October 9th through 16th, 2022. The 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you, San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madam Racecar, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozland and Mutiny Radio. 28 shows all week. Get your tickets at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day block party. See you, or livable city who brought you Sunday streets. It's 6.01. I'm sorry. I started started a minute late here on the happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy. (sighs) Not feeling real happy. Kind of bummed about giving Do The Bay $1,500 and them not selling any tickets. I should have given the money to fucking Eventbrite and Facebook like everybody else does. But I thought, oh, I'll use a local company that won't do anything for me. Yay. If you want to come see 28 shows in eight days next week, there's a Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All the tickets are available and the whole schedule at mutinyradio.fm. I don't mean to be defeatist, but I gave them $1,500 and I've sold 30 tickets. So fuck them. Fuck you, do the bay. Like what? Everyone's got to upvote you or what the fuck? Like what the fuck are you doing? Oh, I get it. You guys are doing the noise pop block party where I have a show during that at Atlas Cafe on the 15th. Great. But like, do people just give you money and you don't do anything? Like, I don't get it. Or, or, or you did something and it's just like my pictures are shitty. But that's not true because it's... Anyway. I don't know how other people produce shows. Maybe they just have endless amounts of money to spend on per, per, like promotion. And uh, I clearly spent it wrong this year. Hey, tell those assholes outside to get in because that's all we have tonight is just you guys. So if they want, if you want an audience, Denise, you got to get them in here. Be skinny and pretty and get the guys to come in. That's how we do it. Guys, come in and listen to Denise. Come in and listen to Denise. Okay, yay. Yay, you're going to come in and listen to Denise. I'm sorry. I didn't want to like start the show by being negative, but... Hey, I've put together 28 shows in a week, and uh, it's free for comedians. Maybe comedians could come out and support the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because it's free for you, but it's clear that the rest of San Francisco doesn't give a fuck. So, great. That's cool. I'm excited. Whatever. It's going to happen. There'll be people. I mean, there'll be comedians there that came in from New York and, like, fucking Boston and L.A. and Florida. Hey. But um, whatever. Uh, your first comedian, and next week, next Friday at six o'clock, there'll be a Mutiny Radio. It'll it'll be this show. It'll just be filled with people from out of town, and uh, there might be an audience, or there might not. And maybe you're listening online somewhere, and that's cool. That's great. I hope you are, or you're not. I mean, I'm just screaming into the void my entire life, screaming into the void. Your first comedian knows about that because she's from Texas. I think that Texas is like 100, is 98% void. And then there's, I don't know, Dallas. Put your hands together for Denise Lee. Yay. 
while keeping up with the theme, we're going to make some jokes about depression and death. Okay, cool. Um, I, uh, I recently found out that the average age of Asian women is 88, which is uh, eight years older than the average age, of the average death of like an average like Caucasian American, um, which is just 10 years longer than I really want to live. You know, I was devastated when I found out this fact. Uh, you know, like my entire life, I've always been like, you know, like what are some healthy habits I can cultivate so that I can live longer. Uh, but lately I've just been like, what are some unhealthy habits I can cultivate so I can die sooner? You know, I'm real, really ready. <laughs> um, I, I, I kind of feel like I did this to myself, you know, like my entire life, my whole life, I've cultivated all of these habits of not smoking or drinking, or doing drugs, and I'm like, for what? <laughs> that's a real bummer. So now I have no choice but to do heroin. So that's what I'm going to do now. Uh, when I moved to San Francisco from Texas, I actually lost like 15 pounds. And the first time I went back home, uh, I saw one of my friends from high school, and she was like, oh my god, what diet are you out there? Are you on out there in California? Like, what's your secret to losing all that weight? And I was like, oh, depression mostly. It's real easy. I save a lot of money on groceries. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I feel like I feel like San Francisco has made me kind of pessimistic, you know. And I know I'm more pessimistic now because uh, I carry a light sweater with me everywhere I go. Like, uh, no matter what the weather is like, when I walk outside and I see the sun shining, I'm just like, oh, that will go away soon, too. Uh, I was I was making all these jokes and uh, a comic afterwards was like, you need to, like, let the audience know that you're going to be OK. And she was like, are you going to be OK? And I was like unfortunately yeah because I am a huge coward super afraid of pain so <laughs> I am gonna be just fine I still apply eye cream every night so you know um but I recently called my mom and told her that I had been feeling depressed for no reason and my mom was oddly sympathetic she was like it's okay uh if I were you there would be a lot of reasons I'd be depressed too and she kind of doubled down on that. She was like, yeah, you know, like, your job isn't that good. You're not married. And I was like, I was just kind of sad about not having that many friends in San Francisco. But I guess I'll add that to the list now, too. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I can't stop making all these jokes about depression because I did them at a show earlier this week. And this audience member came up to me afterwards and was like, I really like your jokes about being depressed. And he gave me five dollars and walked away and was like, don't kill yourself. And I was like, I think I need a, I think this is like my source of income now. Um, OK, let's see. Um, I've been. I, uh, a couple months ago, I decided to sign up for a half marathon in November. Uh, haven't haven't run in a while, but I printed out like this whole like training plan. And every single day since I decided I was going to run this marathon, I have done absolutely nothing to prepare for it. Um, I'm like, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Okay, thank you. Hooray!
Don't kill yourself. You're so skinny. Sounds funny. Uh, all right. So uh, we've got some audience members. That's nice. People with souls. That's that's impressive because we all know that comedians are soulless monsters. Except for Denise Lee. She's a sweetheart. All right. There is no number two. So number three coming up for you right now came uh, on Wednesday, and it was nice to meet him. Put your hands together for Luik. Yay! How's it going, guys? I feel like I don't even need the mic. You guys are all just right here in the small room. You guys coming in? Oh, okay, I just made that awkward. Never mind. Pay no attention to the man at the door. That is fair. Is the mic even on? Yeah, it is. It is, right? Okay, cool, cool. Come again? No, 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 no. No, you're fine. You're fine. Wow, this is already derailed. I haven't even told a joke yet. Oh, God. No, <laughs> is, is that the volume stick? Nice. Oh, shit. Okay, there I am. Wow. How are you guys doing tonight? Nice. This is great. Okay. Um... So I guess as an introductory thing or whatever, my uh, name is Luik. Uh, my whole name is actually Luik Urias Sewa Ajevi Naglopi. It's a super long name, and I know. I like the name a lot, and I know you guys hear it and you think of that commercial that's like, for only a dollar a day, you too can make a difference in a starving young child <laughs> life. And it's, it's kind of funny, you know, because it's like my parents' names are Catherine and Richard. Yeah, immigrants are stealing the names, not the jobs, apparently. It's weird. Like every single year in school, like the teacher would see my name on roll call and she'd be like, all right, class, I'm going to call some names out. Uh, forgive me if I get any wrong. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. And <clears throat> be like present every single year. It's the same shit. But it's cool, though. You know, it's cool being from Africa. I'm like an organic black man. You know, no MSG, no GMO, no NWA, none of it. Nice bragging point it is. But yeah, I um I grew up in Florida. Uh, my family was Catholic. That was another weird thing. Um, it was weird growing up Catholic. It was because it was like a lot of things they had qualms about that I didn't understand. You know, like they always got riled up about the abortion debate. And I guess I understand, you know. Because in Catholicism, they're waiting for Jesus to come back a second time, right? And you don't know if he's going to do it as an adult, or maybe he's been trying to come back as a baby, and we just keep on aborting the Messiah. I don't know. Maybe this guy can walk on water, but he can't dodge forceps. That's all I'm saying. But I've got a little bit more faith in him, you know? I don't think, like, the son of God is going to make his grand finale coming out of millennial pussy. I don't trust it. I think he can do a lot better than that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's interesting. <laughs> um, what else was I going to say? Oh, uh, I was in Target the other day and I heard an elderly woman like call her machine the R word. And it was wild because I was thinking to myself, like, because it was like one of those self-checkout machines. And I was just thinking, dude, if this thing could retaliate, all it would have to do is just hold a magnet up to your pacemaker. You'd fall over. It'd be like unexpected item in the bagging area. I don't know. It was a weird thing to watch. Um, I'm trying to get a nice ass. I'm just running through these jokes. 
I'd like to get a nice ass. I joined a gym recently. I'm doing a lot of squats. I want such a nice ass that I have to be a public, like a good public citizen, you know, because you can't go to jail with a nice ass. I want such a nice ass that when I it gets to my funeral, they face me downwards inside of the coffin when it's an open coffin and just flip over in the bottom part. Say your condolences, smack my ass. If it jiggles once, I'm in heaven. If it jiggles three times, then... I'm delivering Uber Eats in Jacksonville, Florida, because that's my personal version of hell. Hello, guys. Thank you for joining us. This is going great. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't even want a funeral, honestly, because I Googled the other day how much it costs to get cremated. Just guess. Anybody guess how much it costs, bare minimum, to get cremated? Two grand. Wow. Okay, fuck. Okay, he apparently Googled it, too. <laughs> wow. Was that Will? Oh, it was you? Hell yeah. Is Googling shit. Okay. Yeah, it's two grand. I read it and I just thought to myself, I hope I die in a house fire because that is way too much money. I don't know. Funerals are pointless, honestly, if you think of it. Because it's like you're burying bodies in the ground. That's the same way we get rid of trash in landfills. Like, that just tells me, like, why spend money on a funeral when you can just wait a week for trash pickup to come by? Still make it special. You know, put my body in the dumpster, put some candles by it. At the service, we're gathered here today to celebrate the long life of beep, 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 a little to the left. But then he gets out, he's like, oh, he had a replaceable hip. That's recyclable. You're going to have to wait a week for pickup, you know? I don't know. Cemeteries just kind of take up space to me. <laughs> I mull this over a lot, obviously. But I don't know. I live near a cemetery, and it irritates me. Like, use that land for something good. Like, build a Wendy's or something. I don't know. Now I have to drive an extra 0.5 miles to make poor health decisions. I don't know. Don't appreciate it. What else did I have to say? Holy shit. What is, is that like the light equivalent? Okay, cool, cool. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Sorry. I don't know how things work around here. Um, what else was I going to say? I was taking a walk in the park the other day. Saw two guys kiss. Some gay shit. I don't get mad when I see gay shit, though. You know, some guys get really mad when they see it. Because, like, <laughs> they lean in for a second kiss, and I just hear, come on, bro. And I turn around, and there's a guy holding a bag of fries, and he's going, come on, bro. And I couldn't help but laugh because it seemed like this happens every time this guy eats a bag of fries. You know? Like, he's just going through the McDonald's line. He gets his fries, and he's just like, okay. I can't have what happened last time happen again. And he pulls into a parking lot, and he looks around make makes sure the coast is clear. He reaches in his bag for that fry. When he looks up, just right there on the hood of his car, just a guy just giving a blowjob on the hood of his car. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. There's not really an end to that joke. Um, Yeah, I guess that's it. That's all I have for you guys right now. You guys have been a wonderful audience. Thank you. Loic, everyone. Hooray. That was exciting. All right, your next comedian grew his hair out. I haven't seen him all summer. Put your hands together, everybody, for Clayton Mosley. Yeah, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for keeping on clapping. Yeah, thank you. Don't, don't, don't clap no more. No, no, don't do it, no. But uh, like Pam said, my name is Clayton, and uh, yeah, I did grow my hair out. But, um, I am from Alabama. And, uh, oh, thank y'all, thank y'all for cheering for Alabama. You know, there's only two things people care about in Alabama, and that's college football and fucking their cousins. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. 
You know, a lot of people say I sound like Elvis when I talk. Y'all hear that? Y'all do? Well, that's because I'm the king. Yep, Elvis was the king of rock, and I'm the king of sucking cock. <laughs> and I like your suit, man. You got all dressed up for Mutiny Radio tonight, didn't you? I like your choices. Nice shoes, too. They're shiny. You know, I wonder, uh, I wonder what Elvis Presley would sound like if he was alive right now and making music in 2022, y'all. What do you, what do you think he would sound like? <laughs> I think he'd be a rapper. You know, I, I think he'd be trading in them blue suede shoes for some Air Force Ones. Talking about, don't you step on my Air Force Ones. I was talking to one of my best friends the other day, and she was telling me that she doesn't like men who wear leather pants. And I said, honey... Men who wear leather pants don't like women. <laughs> I was talking to another one of my friends. He was telling me he likes white girls who like crystals. And I'm not talking about the crystals that are used to realign your chakra. Another one of my friends, he reminds me of a leprechaun because he has red hair. But instead of a pot of gold at the end of his rainbow, it's just a pot of crystal meth. What else do I got? How much times are these sets, Pam? Is it four? God, oh, fuck. I can't tell. God damn, I can't tell a long joke tonight then. You know, um, what should I tell? Thinking, y'all. I, I got long jokes. They got long stories to them. And I can't bore y'all with them tonight. So I'm thinking of fast shit. Hmm. This is kind of brutal, isn't it? I'm just up here contemplating about shit. This is why we come to open mics, though, so we know what we do before we go out into a big crowd because I'm glad I'm fucking up in front of y'all instead of a big crowd right now. This is why we come to Mutiny Radio, y'all. But I, uh, this probably, I, heck, I've been about a year ago since I came here the first time, and uh, I've changed up a little bit. Stages moved around a little bit. So, yeah, like I said, I've been uh, living out here in California for a little over a year. I've been living in San Francisco here. Uh, year now so yeah i love this place it's a fun little town to live in uh it's like gotham city y'all a lot of crazy shit going on here i love it but it's fun you know uh it was a big culture shock coming here i grew up in la well not that la lower alabama thanks for calling out my punchline you <laughs> cocksucker who was that which one of y'all said it which the guy behind him, nice jacket. Where'd you get it, at the Goodwill? <laughs> Damn, you look like Jeffrey Dahmer's cousin. Y'all must be related. Are y'all? Damn, you sound like him too. I don't need to fuck with you no more. Oh, man. I learned a lot of cool and interesting facts since coming out of California. Probably one of the most interesting things that I have learned is that y'all know that it is legal for you to marry your cousin in the state of Alabama and in the state of California. Y'all know that? You didn't know that? Well, it is illegal for you to perform reverse cowgirl in the state of Alabama. Do you know why? Because you don't turn your back on family. Y'all fucking suck with that laugh. Y'all have a good fucking night. Yay! Clayton Mosley, don't turn your back on family. Very funny. All right, your next comedian, uh, a lovely young man, one of the showrunners for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival next week. 
Put your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay. Hello, everybody. How are we? There we go. Let's bring the fire, huh? Okay, let's do it. I'll tell a joke. I know you guys will. I've been thinking about... I've been thinking about my life a little. I'm thinking about doing a hard career pivot. I, I've made my decision. I'm going to become the Pope. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, it. It seems like a fun little job that guy's got out in the Vatican. It's, cool. you, it's also really easy to do. Did you know that the only qualifications are to be a man and to be Catholic? And you can convert to Catholicism. So any dude can be the Pope. That's crazy. Have you ever met a man? <laughs> I don't trust half my guy friends to watch my plants for the weekend, and they can lead a religion? That's fucking insane. So easy to get. It was harder for me to get a job at Best Buy than it is to be the fucking Pope. So that's why I want to do it. Looks like a fun gig. I respect him. I like the way he looks. He's got, like, a cool hat and a cool car and a cool house. He's just like a celibate pimp. That's what he is. And everyone's his, everyone that's Catholic is his bitch. He's got 1.3 billion bitches, all right? He's the fucking pimp to end all pimps. I want that lifestyle. I want to, like, have people want me to kiss their baby, but, like, not in a weird way, just in, like, a respect way. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Moving on. That's what I want. This is what I want to be the Pope. I do. I want to be the Pope. He could, you know, he's got power. He actually does have power. He could, like, change the rules of the entire religion. He could change. What if he, like, wakes up in a bad mood one day and just decides to just flip everything on its own? <laughs> what if he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. If you were Team Jacob, you're going to hell. Like, what if he just pulls that? Like, I'm changing the rules a little bit. That's what I would do. I would change the rules. I would change the rules. Like he will, I, he also said recently, he said he's considering making gay marriage no longer a sin. It's great. I think he fucked a dude, and he's like, you know what? I think we were wrong about this one. It's pretty fun. It's pretty, he got freaky with a deacon, and he's changing his mind, I think. But that's what I would do if I became pub. I would, I would change the rules a little bit. You know, my first change would be cocaine and ecstasy are getting added to the Holy Sacrament. That's what I'm doing first day. First piece of legislation. Second piece, uh... If you are a priest, you can have sex now. Congratulations. I feel like they got some pent-up aggression they got to let out. And then rule number three, I will be the last pope. I will be the, I will, the title will die with me. We're going to go out on top. I missed the whole part of that, but it's okay. Um, that was, I, 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 was on, I was on Netflix the other day. You know how Netflix, they'll give you like, they suggest you stuff and they give you like the percentage match of if <laughs> you'll like it. I got a 99% match for Dahmer, so I don't know how I feel about that or what Netflix thinks about me, but I watched it. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> they nailed it. They nailed it. Serial killers are crazy. I was watching the show. Has anybody, is anybody watching it? It's pretty popular right now. Anybody? No. It's crazy. He, he, it's like he doesn't even want to hide the fact that he's a serial killer. He, he, he led this dude into his house, and there was just blood on his bed. <laughs> just blood and the guy was like what's that smell and he's like oh it's just raw pork i'm keeping in my kitchen and then there was a giant like vase and it was just filled with acid that he was melting people's bodies with and the guy just stayed there he was like ah uh, you know a nut's a nut i guess i don't know <laughs> i don't know the rules okay that's all i'm gonna do then thank you everybody adios ian langlands
cannibalism. Yeah, he ate, uh, he chopped them up like little pork steaks and put them in his freezer. I mean, I get it. <laughs> People suck. Uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy like motion for John Beard. Yay! Hey, folks, how you doing? Cool, cool. Every poor family, mine included, has a legend that once a generation, a child will be born with a 900 credit score. And with a flick of his wrist, he'll cut that in half by co-signing his brother's student loans to ITT Tech. I never bring enough condoms when I go camping. There's just too many slugs out there that don't have proper sleeping bags. Started an ant farm early release program. It's called Farm to Table. Recently, I was kicked out of a sadomasochism club for being too kinky. I guess there's no place for someone who gets off on conflict resolution. Yeah. In fact, the only game I play in the bedroom is sorry. Uh, I'm a bit of a softie, so my uh, dominatrix, she hits me with Miracle Whip. And as a foodie, it's utterly humiliating. I don't know. All right, let's go a little bit darker. <laughs> uh, as a kid, I was always attracted to my sister's Barbie dolls. So I like my women filthy and headless. You get it. Last night, I put the barrel of my rifle in my mouth. Don't worry, I'm just bulimic. I got a job writing obituaries for high school yearbooks. Doesn't pay much, but the work's steady. Uh, folks, if I can get philosophical with you for a moment, uh, you know, really open up. Uh, I find that faith in God is a lot like a mother with her child. I lost all three in a car crash. It wasn't a quick death. Death by bumper car rarely is. Yeah, this morning uh, the doctors removed from my wife the feeding tube. I had to go back to eating her out with a spoon. Yeah, that's right. Blasphemous and filthy. <laughs> Have at it, folks. He's out at the water cooler. Uh, <clears throat> what else we got? Oh, that's stupid. Oh, yeah. According to newly revealed biblical scrolls, please bear with me. According to newly revealed biblical scrolls, Noah's Ark was actually the name of the world's first strip club. And to celebrate for 40 days and 40 nights, God made it rain. Yeah, that's where uh, Jonah got swallowed by that whale and uh, Abraham laid his son on the altar and... Uh, Moses got that STD, you know, when he hollered at that burning bush. All right, very few people of the book in here tonight. <laughs> All right, please bear with me for this one, folks. According to newly revealed nursery rhymes, Mother Goose was actually born Father Goose, and she is history's first transgender advocate. All right, your wordplay freaks. Okay. This guy comes up to me, he says, hey, John, what's your uh, favorite song? I say, I don't know, man, anything by Hootie and the Blowfish. He asked me, can you be more specific? Okay, wise ass, I say, anything by Hootie and the Legocephalus Oceanicus. Uh, I got the call today, folks. Uh, my father, he fell in the shower. Yeah. A 
soap dish is no place for an urn. But if I can open up to you folks, uh, my father, he was never much of a father, but he's been one hell of an exfoliant. <laughs> All right, yeah. Let's grew some skin care for you. Uh, what else we got in the hopper? Okay. Uh, my ex had a smile that could light up the night. Too bad she had this bad habit of eating the ass out of fireflies. For the country folk. <laughs> Uh, folks, you, you might not believe this, but my ex, she used to poke holes in my condoms. Yeah, the one that I used for the slugs. <laughs> yeah, I guess she really found out that I also, uh, wanted, uh, Crocs for my penis. That never will work either. <laughs> All right, folks, you've been a blessing. You have a good night. John Beard, everyone. Hooray. Yay. Clap it up for John Beard. He he works harder than any other comedian because he's a one-liner, so he writes four times as much as the rest of us do. Oh, thank you. Your next comedian, he's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Clap your hands together for Philip Fabian. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, no, hello. Hello, everyone. You know, when I was in college, I always wondered why there would be like a 35-year-old man at a party. Has anyone been to college and you saw like a really old guy there? You wondered what that motherfucker is doing there. And, uh, you know, speaking from experience, I know what it's like to be that 35-year-old man now. <laughs> uh, the only reason why I was there is because I needed some motherfucker to move his fucking car. Um, and they kind of tricked me into it. They wanted me to play beer pong and shit like that with them. And what I forgot about beer pong is that it's one of those games where you get to that last solo cup and it takes like 30 minutes to fucking finish the goddamn thing. And you forget about the f having to move that fucking car in the first place. That didn't work out too well for me. Um, went to the gym. Anyone here go to the gym? Anyone here work out? No one works. Okay, you. Lady, you look pretty fit. You sure you don't? You, you look kind of, ooh, dude. I see you every week. Anyway, but you guys work out, right? Have you ever seen this new drink called Gatorade Fit? Gatorade Fit is now, it's like for some reason, somehow, some way. This is how I think fat people kind of ruin everything. They had to make a sports drink, a light version of it, because fat people were drinking that shit by the fucking gallon. Because they, f I think they felt like if they drank Gatorade, they could pass like Tom Brady and run from the police like O.J. Simpson. And, uh, and apparently that wasn't the case. Apparently, you know, they had to make a light version of it. And when I drank it and I felt like this was such bullshit, I think it's a fucking scam. It shouldn't exist. It's the same way how I feel about sourdough bread. I fucking hate, I actually really fucking hate sourdough bread. I think it's overrated, and I think it's a scam. You, girl, lady, you, you know what I'm talking about. That shit sucks. It's sour bread, right? It's awful. It's really bad. And you know what the story is with Bodine, that big bread company? They have the biggest scam going on. They make their sourdough bread from a 100-year-old loaf. A 100-year-old loaf, mother loaf of bread. You're eating old fucking bread. It's like saying, you know, knowing a baby's going to be, be retarded, before it's even gonna come out. But you're gonna stick with it because, oh my God, it's a baby, I gotta stick with it. But for anyone that thinks that sourdough bread is good, I think you're kind of lying to yourself. Kind of like a child kind of defend your abusive father and your alcoholic mother. Um, and I just don't like it. Okay, so that was just kind of brainstorming off of that. So um, I like traveling. I actually went to Cabo, Mexico about a month ago. Has anyone here been to Cabo? 
Yep. Ah, cool. Well, I love it. <laughs> cool beach town. And I remember when I was at Border Patrol, they asked me, are you bringing any illegal drugs into Mexico? And that kind of like blew my mind. Because why would I bring illegal drugs into Mexico, man? That doesn't make any sense. So I told the Border Patrol agent, no, oh, of course not. I'm here to do the drugs you have in Mexico. Um, but uh, in, when I was 14, I was caught smoking weed by my mom. You know, and when you have a Filipino mother, it doesn't matter if you're smoking weed or anything else. You're a Filipino mother, you're smoking crack. And I don't think she understood what a crackhead and a pothead was. They're two different things. I tried to explain to her that a crackhead mom, a crackhead would be a naked guy running through a Walgreens store, you know, smear Vaseline and lotion on himself, shit in like a vase, throw the vase at a mirror, and then run out the store with, a, with the last Snickers bar. You know what a pothead would do? A pothead would be the Walgreens employee that has to clean that shit up. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, so she, you know what a Filipino mom does? She gets your dad to teach you a lesson. So my dad took me to the Tenderloin. They showed me what crack addicts look like. I think he just found a good excuse to go to a strip club. And he told me, you know, you have two choices in life. You could start a business or you could keep doing crack and end up like these people. So I started a business selling crack. Alright, thanks a lot, guys. Philippabian, everyone. Woo, small business owner. Your next comedian. I'm sorry, I'm being really unprofessional. I'm trying to use my left hand on this mouse. Uh, uh, you know what's funny about crackheads? Sometimes they're really um, generous. I was at 16th and Mission and a lady asked me if I'd like to smoke crack with her. And I said, no, I'm really trying to cut back. And she asked me again, Hey, would you like to smoke this crack? And I'm like, no, I'm really okay. And she asked me a third time. And you know, because I'm a good Jew, you never refuse on a third time. No, of course I refused. I didn't smoke that crack. Nope. Your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody for Deshaun Pujara. Yay. They're not here. They didn't make it in time. Your next comedian is the guy who always messages me way too early in the week, and I can't remember your name because you're a super new comedian. Are you here? That dude who always messages me early in the week, and I tell you I really can't because there's 15,000 messages in my inbox. That guy isn't here. Your next comedian is another. There he is. He just walked in the door. Clap your hands together for Newman Shake. Yay. Yeah, what's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Good, that's nice. Um, I'm really lonely. Like, I'm lonely as fuck right now. Like, I've been, I've been taking scam likely calls. You know, like that's what I've been doing in the hopes that's the love of my life. And I know, like, they always ask me, like, what's your social security number or your credit card number? And from a certain point of view, they're just trying to get to know me. And I think that's really romantic, so that's cool. I think Kris Jenner should be president. Like, that's just... Because she made a business empire out of a sex tape, and I think that's really impressive. Like, I feel like if she was president during 9-11, I feel like she could have made that into, like, a really dope theme park and universal healthcare. Like, it would have been really cool. Thank you. That's nice. I feel like... The Apple screen time feature, that's like really weird as a feature because it's a feature that makes you feel bad 
about using their product too much. Like no other company could get away with that. Like McDonald's couldn't have a thing where it's like if you come to, if you come buy a meal at us for like more than three times a week, the next time you order a meal, we're gonna call you a fat fuck. Like that's not. That's all right. Um, what else? Um, you ever you guys ever go on a date with someone who's like an objectively better person than you? Like I want to date with a girl and she's like I want to be a lawyer who helps immigrants and all that. And I was like, that's cool. My dream is to tell dick jokes for a living. Like, I don't know. We're in the same. All right. I uh, turned 22 recently. 22 is a weird age. 22 is the age where, like, my dumbest friends are having kids. And I got to fake support them. Because I can't go to my friends and be like, you know what's you know what's the best thing you could do if you're a kid? Leave. So, like, now I'm just slowly watching my friends raise the next generation of Wendy's employees. So, that's cool. What else? Um, I, I used to be a Ross security guard, which you guys could tell because you looked at me. You're like, this guy looks like he protects $5 purses for a living. Like, that's the vibe he gives. And I like working at Ross because I would actually steal so much shit from there. Like, my manager, she'd get mad at me. She's like, Newman, you're a horrible security guard. Like, people are stealing so many things from the store. And that was just me. You know what I mean? Like, she wasn't insulting me as a security guard. She was just complimenting me as a thief. And that was really nice of her. I feel like astrology is getting out of hand. Like, my friend, she got a DUI recently. And her excuse was, I'm just an Aries. And I was like, I'm pretty sure an alcoholic, Jan. Like, I know what sign that is. It can't be a good one. Like, I feel like we're getting to a point, like, where astrology is going to be used, like, a legal defense. Like, there are going to be lawyers in court. Like, you know what? My client killed eight people, but he's a fire sign. Mercury's in retrograde. That's just what happens, you know? All right. Do this last one, and I'll get out of here. Um, This isn't as much of a joke as it is a thought. I feel like you can tell how sexually active a guy is by the length of his fingernails. I like that joke because, like, guys who don't fuck immediately check their fingernails. Like, that's... All right, thank you, guys. Newman Shake, everyone. Hooray! So, um, Deshant still didn't come, huh? Not here? Okay. And that other guy? Not here. Dan Guan? Not here. Uh, but you know who is? Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson! Yay! <laughs> Hey, San Francisco, how you doing? It's very exciting. It's Fleet Week. As a gay man, that has a different meaning for me. It's not like Fleet Week, it's like Fleet Weekend. Do you know what a fleet is in gay terms? Does anybody? It's an enema, people. Fleet enema. That's okay, I try to be current, but... I just turned 52. Come on, I look great. As I get older, I learned all of these things, like everything old is new again, right? I mean, the 2000s are coming back, like Britney's back out, all this cool stuff. Cold War nuclear weapons, polio. I don't know, we might be going back to the Stone Age soon, ladies and gentlemen, just be careful, watch the station. You know, and as I get older, I'm, I'm worried about our nostalgia. Like, we keep going back in time for things that we wish we had. Does anyone here remember watching um, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Do you remember watching that Harrison Ford? Okay, 
I'm worried for Harrison Ford. I'm worried that our thirst for nostalgia is going to kill him. Okay, did you know? Okay, so for in, um, what's that? Oh, did you see 2049, Blade Runner 2049? Was he in it? I know he was because he broke a rib or a foot. On, on, he did. He did that. And then he was on um, the set for Star Wars. I can't believe they're making another one. Right? And you know that he broke another foot or something there, too. And did you know that in between those two films, he actually crashed a plane twice? And so I figure, like, if they can CGI Carrie Fisher's dead ass into one of those films, like, we can save his life. I'm just really concerned. We should leave him alone. Give Calista Flockhart something to fuck. Did you know who Calista Flockhart is? His wife. He's like 20 years younger, but since they're like 50 and 70, it's not weird. Okay. It would be weird otherwise, though, right? Isn't it amazing how that works? Okay. As I get older, it also, like, I keep thinking, like, what have I done with my life? And where am I going? So, like, maybe you think the existential question, like, how many miles of cock have I sucked? You know? Any other cocksuckers in the house? Cocksuckers? Yeah. Do you like to cut, do you do you like to do it because you like it or do you do it because you get something out of it? You like it. Are there any other women that just do it because they like it? No, no. Are you? Is this your boyfriend? No. Don't say anything embarrassing, right? But but do you suck dick? Yeah. Do you like it or? Uh, stop asking me these questions, faggot. Well, I mean, I do like it, and so like I keep thinking, like, oh my gosh. So the average cock is what? You're so what? Six? Yeah, six maybe. What? Yeah. Three point five. Three point five. That is so sad. I was trying to give. I was trying to give this man credit, and you just took it all away from him. But that's okay. I was trying to say he had a big dick, but you're like, no, I'm not going to play that shit, okay? So one up, one down, that's a foot, right? So there are 4,800 and odd feet in a mile. I kept doing the, the, the math, and I came to 1,408,000 odd feet, which is 26.6 miles, which is a marathon, which explains my last weekend at Folsom. I feel so close to you. And in honor of Folsom, I want to sing a song um, for a musical that I never wrote called Little Orphan Fanny. And it goes a little something like this. Your son will come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay and he won't. Be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow. It's only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady. I think you found your audience, bro. <laughs> that was beautiful. Brady Pearson, everyone. That was lovely. Yay. 
Your next comedian just came back from Europe. Uh, we were all watching his adventures and being excessively jealous back here in the States because the euro is like one-to-one -one with the dollar right now. So he was like... Anyway, fun times. Uh, put your hands together for the very funny Dan Guan, everyone. Yay! Hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah, good to be back in America. Am I right? Yeah, so good to be back. Any guys ever been to Europe before, actually? Yeah, we're, we're, we're at Germany. Yeah, no, all of them. That's cool. Yeah, all of them are Germany. Yep, that's all Europe, basically. Uh, no, I did actually just come back from Germany. Uh, Germany is a really fun time. Uh, but before I even want to jump into it, uh, I do want to mention that uh, I am Chinese, guys, uh, just for the record. So, And I think one of the hardest things about being Chinese is that uh, you, I realize that a lot of times people just get we, we just get misracialed all the time. People just don't really know what to think of us. Like here in the mission, people just think I'm Filipino. Uh, the Czechs all think that I'm Vietnamese. Uh, and when I go to Mexico, all the Mexicans think I'm Mexican. That's right. Yep. Yeah. All the Mexicans think I'm Mexican. And it's really hard. To, 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 it's it's, like, it's kind of nice to be walking around in Mexico and everyone thinks you're Mexican. Felt really bad to have to disappoint a couple of them. Like actually this one guy, I was in, I was in an Uber, uh, Uber car and this one guy just kept talking to me in Spanish, to which I had to clarify with him. I said, hey, man, I'm actually Asian. He was like, grado. But then he started calling me El Chino afterwards. So, all right. One white guy laughing in the back. That's a, that's a winner right there that's a winner right there um no i did uh yeah i did come back from germany uh germany is really cool uh and uh but one of the things like, that really caught me off guard about germans is that i think they actually take things too literally you know like you know and i think that's like a stereotype about germans but it actually is really true like one time i came out of a, out of a club and this one guy and uh with this one german guy and this french guy were walking out and we were about to get go go back home french guy goes to the german guy and says hey uh call the uber Thank you. Anyway, to which this guy, this German guy, then picks up his phone and then calls the local Uber office and goes, I, I cannot call the car. The, 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 car, the office is closed. I wanted the Tesla. It does not work out. Uh, okay, that may or may not work. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, we're just like, welcome back to America where you can bomb just as, just as well. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah, guys. Uh, so, uh, you know, by night I do comedy here uh, in San Francisco, but then by day I also work uh, in tech. Anyone else uh, don't have a soul? Anybody? All right. One cough. All right. I'll take that. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. A lot of times my friends will ask me this question, which is like, hey, Dan, how do you balance working like a high intense job like in tech and also doing comedy at night? And to me, I think they're actually both relatively the same thing. Because in reality, both, in both of those cases, all I ever end up doing uh, is beg for affirmation from people above me. So that's, 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 that's kind of really, really where, the, where, the, uh, where the similarities lie. Yeah. And recently, you know, in tech, uh, in my job, uh, we actually recently did a workshop where we had to understand each other's work personalities. You guys ever heard about this? Work personalities. Basically, it's the idea about how you want to communicate and work with other people. Right. Yeah. You know, one time I even asked one of, these, one of these engineers and the guy just came back and said, no, fucking look at my manual it has all my work personalities for you. Which then goes to show that, yeah, this company really is run by all robots. You need a manual to understand people.
Yeah. And then he fired back at me. He was like, what's your work personality like? And to be honest, I really don't like answering those types of questions, but I had to give an answer anyway. So this is what I said. I said, hey, uh, if you believe in Myers-Briggs, uh, I'm an ENFJ. Thank you, Pam. We're going to we're gonna talk a lot after the show. <laughs> uh, if you believe in an Enneagram, I'm a type 2, type 3, right? Yeah. Hey, Jason, yeah, we, got, we got something in common. Uh, and uh, if you're an idiot, I'm a Capricorn. So, so that's, that's, that's my working personality. Uh, I don't really like talking about like working personalities at work, though, because I think one of the scariest things, like, what if they use that against you in, a, in, a, in an actual like, review, right? Like, can you imagine your manager just writing up feedback for you and just being like, oh, yeah, Kathy? No, -uh, can't work with her. Total bitch. Like, can't, like total, so super chatty, super high ener uh, Gemini energy, you know? Just can't can't really work with her. You guys are so so fun. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we want to do? Uh, okay, I think that might just be it, honestly, for me. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Dan Guan, everyone. Hooray! We, he used to be from Boston, and now we can be like he's from Portugal and Spain and wherever else, all over the world. I watched all of your pictures, and I was like, wow. Your next comedian, uh, I'm sure his world tour is coming soon. Put your hands together for Jason King. Yay! Yeah, give it up for yourselves, everybody. Make some noise. Okay, hell yeah. Meet any Fridays. This is a lot of fun. All right, fucking sick. Um, let's see what I want to talk about. A little bit about myself. I'm from New York where the homeless people behave. <laughs> <laughs> that's the part you're just <laughs> any mention of them i'm down um see another part about me i'm an observational comic um because when you grow up not feeling included in any group the only thing you can do is observe <laughs> um yeah and so i um like uh growing up i'd like go up to like the white kids i'm like hey can i play basketball with y'all and they'd be like, no, and I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, the thing about white people is <laughs> they're mean. <laughs> and here we are today. All right. Here's some observations. Have you ever noticed how, like, uh, like you'll buy stuff from, like, a street vendor or, like, uh, like, a small business, and they'll have, like, a weird name that, like, registers on your credit card account? Right, like you'll be going through your account and you're like, what the fuck is Darnell's investments? <laughs> Why did I give him $3,000 this year? <laughs> and then you just figure out it's a guy that sells you weed. <laughs> Here's another uh, one. Um, uh, you guys ever notice that whenever they write like articles about minorities that go to space, it sounds like they're not coming back? <laughs> right like you'll you'll read an <laughs> you'll read an article about like like a white astronaut it's like neil armstrong takes a trip to the moon right and then like you'll read one about a minority and it's like nasa launches mexican into orbit that's <laughs> 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 not it sounds like they shot him through a cannon <laughs> um i read an article today that said uh woman ties up tinder date Cuts them into pieces, and then orders DoorDash. Yeah, I feel like the the thing about like 
like crimes like that. It's like everybody. It's like you never think about the fact that people do like mundane shit after like a giant crime. <laughs> you know, but, but right, but like, but then like you read it and it makes the whole thing look ridiculous. <laughs> right? It's it's like man murders his wife and then watches family feud. <laughs> Old lady shoots her nurse and then does the electric slide. <laughs> you know? It, it's crazy. It's like a, Hitler kills millions of Jews and then eats a tasty sandwich. It was on a bagel. <laughs> if only he had their food earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you guys ever wonder what happens at the end of a porn video? Yeah, yeah, because because right, like you right, you come and then you close the tab and then you just worry about all the places that just wasn't supposed to be, right? Like no one actually goes back and finishes the video. Like you don't know what happens at the end, right? Like the girl could eat the pizza. Right, the delivery boy goes back to work. His boss is like, "Where have you been for the past hour? And why are you covered in oil? <laughs> what do you mean she didn't pay?" <laughs> yeah. Well, like, what if the the lady who's on the casting couch doesn't get the job? Right, like they finish the video, she's got come all over, and they're like, "We'll email you." <laughs> you don't know. There could become oompa loompas, you know. <laughs> Right after, you know, they, they like show up every time a porn star forgets to pull out, you know, just, why'd you have to do a cream pie? <laughs> Another baby will have to die. <laughs> you, don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't know. Thank you, man. Oh, man. I, um, I feel like nowadays it's probably easier to have mentally disabled children than it is to have trans children. And and I think it's because like you don't have the entire internet like on your throat telling you what to do with your kids, you know? Like if you post online that you have a mentally disabled kid, like the entire internet's not gonna be like, let that boy be a truck. <laughs> no. Alright. <laughs> I gotta just think of something more accurate. I broke a couple people, but I'm gonna break more. It's gonna happen gonna happen these are my favorite types of jokes anyway i'll say it like this i um i i i feel like i'm gonna get canceled soon uh, but it's fine i uh i get into a lot of pc standoffs you guys know what that is when you tell the wrong type of joke and then a lady with purple hair starts recording you <laughs> <laughs> so then you so then you also draw your weapon yeah you know? <laughs> sometimes you keep a real gangster hitter with the landscape <laughs> She's trying to get you canceled. You're trying to get her turned into a remix. You cannot say that joke, 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 joke. Hey, yay, Jason King. You'll remember when you saw him here and he's going to be famous someday, and that's amazing. That was really funny at the end there with that. I totally understand what you're saying. Did Deshant make it? Deshant Pajara? Are you here? Okay, well, I thank him for his $2 on the Venmo, but 
And the guy who always messages me too early and you message me days in advance and then I can't remember your name because I have 1,500 messages. Are you here? No. Okay. That's good. A J is not here yet either. Is a J here? A J is not here. Okay. Maybe, um, Salam, you're here. Do you want to go up next or do you want me to go up next and then you want to go up next? Or are there any of you here that wanted to go up and I don't know your name? Who are you? Oh, Candace. That's right. Um, the, Candace, I'm so excited that you're here. Do you want to go up next or do you want me to go up and then you go up and then Chalam go up? Oh, okay. So you're going to, I love your midriff. Oh my God. Put your hands fucking together, everybody, for Candace. Yay. <sighs> guys, guys, um, this is my first time doing this. And I used that joke last night, and it killed last night, and it killed tonight, so it's in. It's in. I'm going to use that joke every night now. Um, you guys made your bed. You're going to have to lie in it. Um, I, I don't know how I woke up a comedian yesterday. It seems like, oh, <laughs> this is my master class on comedy, guys. I, uh, it's a, a preview, and then you can pay me for all these tips I'm going to give you. Um, I, th I think that joke is hilarious because you guys are fucking funny. And I didn't understand that doing stand-up comedy was just like free-form thinking with other really fucking smart people. And the way you know they're smart is they laugh at you. And if they don't laugh at you, you know they're dumb. So it's like, this, is, this has really liberated me. I've had a real super spiritual awakening. And... Um, you know, it was a lot of things. It was like, I come across as a confident, confident, confident. I come across as a supremely confident person, which is really a miracle. And um, because I'm not. No, and what's happened is I'm not, I'm not up here being confident. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta express myself. I'm not confident, guys. What's happening is um, I ran out of shame. I just like fucking said goodbye to shame and I'm on the other side of shame and shit is funny as fuck over here. And if I just like articulate that well enough, I have this hypothesis, welcome to my masterclass on comedy, I have this hypothesis that like everything is a joke. And if, and it's, if, it's, and not only is it a joke, it's a really fucking good joke. If you haven't realized that yet, you just haven't gotten to the end of the joke. You just have to wait for the end because <laughs> the end is like you think I've lost you now because I've gotten too abstract. So I need to. Oh, let me tell you what my first. This is like my first joke when I woke up at 1230. No, I hadn't gone to bed yet when I was trying to get to bed. And my husband rolled over and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm starting my stand up comedy career. That's a quote. And then he like sighed and didn't say anything for a little while. And he also told me not to tell the story again tonight um, and said, unless I made him look good. Anyway, he. <laughs> can't be in charge of that. I, he, he sighed, he sighed um, and said, Candace, we're about to celebrate our one year anniversary. Oh, we dated for nine years while I, while I waited for him to figure out if he was ready. Um, and so he was like, Candace, you can't, you can't, um, you can't convince me to marry you. And then Eight months later, find out that your uterus is broken and it's going to cost $20,000 to maybe fix it. And then 
Oh, and then what? Oh, and then turned into a stand-up comedian. That's so funny. And he's so right. That's not right. That's not what you're supposed to do. I got mad at him when he like started playing hella video games <laughs> during the pandemic. But he didn't turn into a stand-up comic. That's like, I feel like that's really um, burying the, the lead. I got to go, guys. Bye. Candace, everyone. That's her second time ever going up. And she's wearing a midriff, which is fucking amazing. Like, clap it up for her. Fuck yeah. Yay. Joy, keep doing it. Every time it gets better, I promise. We'll put you up. What's your name? Willie Tragic, can we put you, can we go me and then Chalam and then you? Is that okay? No, no, no. After, you'll be after Chalam. I can't, and I want to, I know your name is Chalam, but I want to call you like Chillam because like that's the name of a cool thing you smoke out of, like a Chillam or a Chill. Anyway, I don't know. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go up and tell jokes. So here we go. Clap for me. Yay. There's all these bags everywhere. People are like, what are all the bags about? What's going on? There's a comedy festival next week, and uh, I pride myself on really good gift bags. Cool t This is the T-shirt. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a gram of weed in each bag, too. The problem is two of my comedians are 14 years old, so I've got it. Whatever I give to I'm like, get, give it to your dad. <laughs> Gary Payton, it's good strain. Uh, these, I know it's good stuff. You know what I'm talking about. See, now he smokes weed. You weed smoker, you like it? Oh my God, oh my God, let me guess. You're like an expert spliff roller, aren't you? You write the, no, no. You're a, oh, you do the, you're a, you're a vapa. You're a vapa. I always thought it would be cute and I don't know why it didn't happen yet, but like how there are sommiers at expensive restaurants and they like, they're like, here's the wine pairing. I thought there would be vapas, which would be like, so when you get the foie gras on the hazelnut waffle, you have to have the cherry vape. Because <laughs> the cherry tobacco vape goes so well, like a vape right? Like you taste the, okay. Thomas Keller is my, I love Martha Stewart. I don't know why Martha Stewart hasn't made bread out of her own vaginal yeast. Why can we not buy this frozen? I want to fucking eat her frozen pizza. like. Right? Would you not eat Martha Stewart's twat yeast? Fuck yeah! Put her into me. I'm like, I will be so much stronger, Martha. She's like an accidental capitalist feminist. She's like, I'm gonna take things that women are expected to do, and then we're just gonna make shit tons of money off cranberry topiaries. Yeah! Have you ever made a cranberry topiary? I made two. My fingers were bleeding. She made it look so easy. It was like 14 people made it for her. I made four hours. Cranberries bleeding. Ah! I used to love my mother. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to go. Well, that's, we're not going there. Ah, uh, woo! Feminism. No? No one ever. <laughs> Everyone's like, fuck women. We got to fuck them. Fuck them. It's hard. The patriarchy's upon us all the time. Like, uh. People are like, no, they're not. Come on, there was like the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment. It was never passed. It was never passed. I'm sorry. Um, it's so cute. I know you're all so young. You're all so young. And um, your complacency is so beautiful. Like, I'm so excited for what happens in the future with your Roe v. Wade futurescape. It's so good. 
It's so fun. Yay, your complacency. Yay, women aren't people. Yay, we can't make choices for ourselves. I'm going through menopause now, now, so it's like I don't even have a dog in the fight, so I'm like, fuck you, bitches. You made your bed. <laughs> anyway. No, no, the young kids, they're so cute. They're doing this new thing called intermittent fasting. Have you heard about this? The intermittent boys are doing it, the intermittent fasting. And I'm like, wow, you're microdosing food. That's so cute. Oh, are you intermittent fasting? Like you're going to mansplain anorexia to me? <laughs> I've been doing this for 30 years. You know, But I only eat when the sun is in the northwest corner of the sky. You have an eating disorder, sir. I should know. Uh, I was bulimic for a long time. But, you know, I am more of an environmentalist. So I would vomit into the composting, regurgitate, renew, recycle. That highly acidic compost is going to be amazing on the wine vines in Napa. 2020 Pinot. It's so good. It's okay. I don't have an eating disorder anymore. Uh, I'm too old for that bullshit. You do enough acid and you're like, I broke through. (laughs) Like, why would I? I should eat everything (laughs) all the time. Funny enough, when you're on acid, you're not hungry. So, okay. Anyway, didn't want to talk. Do you have a favorite drug? You don't have a favorite drug? Oh, my God, are you Mormon? Are you okay? Like, uh, but do you, you can do it without drugs. Oh, that's amazing. What's your favorite drug? Weed, weed. Yeah, weed's not a drug. You ever suck dick for weed? No, I'm kidding. I have. I've sucked dick for weed. It's fine. Uh, no, my, my favorite drug is actually benzodiazepines. Okay, so for those, it's like, it's like Valium, which is like lorazepam, diazepam. Doctors, like for shorthand, they call it the 2PAM family. And I'm like, yeah, give them 2PAM. <laughs> I love benzodiazepines. They're so good. I love them. My favorite, favorite, favorite drug is called midazolam. And it's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. It lasts for about five minutes. You usually get it when you're getting an abortion. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I love my desolam. So, I only have one regret about my second abortion. So, like, I'm in there, and my feet are up in the stirrups, and they've given me the midazolam, and I'm like, yeah! And the doctor looks down at me, and he's like, hey. It's like a five-minute procedure. Some people talk. Some people don't talk. I said, has anyone ever told jokes? And he was like, no, that's never happened before. And then I did a hot five. Do, do, da, da, da. It was a killer show. Killer. It was a bringer show. I left it there. It was, it was really like, a, I think a great set. I don't know. I love midazolam. But the only regret I have about my second abortion is that they wouldn't let me bring in my phone So I couldn't tape the set. (laughs) So like, was it important? Did it really matter? (laughs) Thank you. I love abortion jokes. I think they're fantastic. And everyone else is like, huh. You know, that's the best thing about Roe v. Wade being overturned is that, no, is that finally my material has value. Like all the guys are like, clamoring right now to get an abortion joke. Gotta do it, guys. Gotta get an abortion joke. I'm like, I got 10 minutes, bitch. I've been doing this for years. Oh. So thank you, Roe v. Wade, for finally giving my material some validity. All right. Yay. Clap for me. I'm Pam. Yay.
Thank you all for being here. You're all amazing. Uh, your next comedian, he's new on the scene, and he's just a lovely, super helpful, wonderful individual. He gives me rides everywhere, and he's funny and wonderful, and he listens to me complain. Put your hands together for Chalam! Yay! Going for Pam. She's my favorite comedian in San Francisco, oh. and make sure to check out the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Uh, I've been sick the last 10 days. Well, I'm not sick right now, but uh, it wasn't COVID. But I told everybody it was. I didn't quarantine because I didn't have COVID. But I, I went out, I went out to all the open mics and all the games. <laughs> and I told everybody I had COVID. But I said it's okay, you know, nothing to worry about because the pandemic is over. It's all good. I, it was, I derived a sadistic pleasure from doing all that. Yeah, I think I got sick <clears throat> because last week I received a bad news. Um, it's bad news for all the comics. California banned cyber flashing. You know, cyber flashing in English is sending dick pics. <laughs> yeah, so it's banned, and that is a treasure trove of jokes snatched away from the comedy community. Fucking cancel culture. Can't have anything nice anymore. Yeah, but, uh, but you still have three months. Uh, the law doesn't take effect until January 2023. Wonderful, like you still have three months to send dick pics and tell your dick jokes. Although it's weird, don't you think? Like three months, why would they need three months? Are they gonna like send letters to every known flasher? They're like, hey man, it's over. Can't send dick pics anymore. I know. You're one of the good ones. We've seen all your pictures. We've seen all your work. You're such a great artist, but sorry. Fucking liberals. Yeah, it is weird because, you know, if it's abortion, it's right away. But if it's dick pics, you get three months. That's crazy. Um, I do, you know, I do think, you know, when I think about abortion, when they wrote the opinion and it was like immediate, I didn't think it was going to be immediate. Then I had this wild imagination, right? Um, that all the justices wrote the opinion and they signed it. Like, they dick printed it. It's a, it's a term I coined. It's just like a fingerprint, but you do it with your dick. It's unique. So I, I had this wild imagination that all the justices, they, they write the opinion and all the male justices, they just come out of the court and then they're like running on the streets of Washington DC with their hands like this. They're just running, cuckoo, cuckoo. I don't think bad does that, but I think they look like bats and they go into every abortion clinic and they're like, you know, pushing the fetus inside, saving lives one fetus at a time. and. Uh, and they do it all over Washington DC and then they but they accidentally end up at a maternity ward and then there's someone giving birth 
And then they're like, oh, let's get this one. You know, she's getting an abortion at 40 months. So they are like, okay, we have to save this baby. So they're like, let's push this eight pound baby inside. And they do it, they do it. And they realize that uh, the baby is dead. Of course it's dead. And they, in that sadness, you know, they, would, they thought they were aborting the abortion, but they aborted a birth. So in that sadness, in that sorrow, they do only what honorable men like they do. They all kill themselves. Thank you. Chillup! Do a dead baby jokes! What's red and white and liquid? Remember a baby in a blender! Ah! Do we remember that from when we were little? I don't remember any of that. That's I, Okay, cool. What was your name, young man? Willie Tragic. Wow. Willie Tragic. That's fucking killer. Everybody put your hands together for Willie Tragic! Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I'm from LA, right? LA is interesting. Um, it's like the only city where you can't tell the difference between a homeless person and a celebrity. Like I'm walking down the street, you see a guy with like a hole in his shirt, but he's driving a Corvette. And I don't know, should I be giving him money or be asking for a picture? I just can't tell. Ugh, hate high fashion. Hate high fashion. <laughs> but that's not my favorite thing about LA though. It's the people. People from LA are just a little bit different. Just a little bit, you know? Like, they're trying to one-up you on anything you say while being passive-aggressive at the same time. You guys are out getting tacos on a Tuesday night. The weather's great. <laughs> you know, tacos are bomb. There's always going to be that one L.A. homie that's going to be like, fuck. I mean, these tacos are high, but, like, these aren't real tacos. <laughs> I'm from L.A. Trust me, I know the real shit, you know? It's just not it. It's just not it. I'm better than you. And oh, but growing up in LA, um, I had a great childhood. Well, okay, well I had a childhood. I was a child in the hood. Okay, <laughs> just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> and and growing up, I loved eating sweet stuff. Ooh, couldn't have enough. <laughs> I love sweet stuff. <laughs> Don't leave that pie out. <laughs> I'll fuck that shit up. I'm fucking around. I'm serious. Anything sweet, all oh, my, my hairs would stand up. Oof, start barking a little bit. It's gone to the point where, like, now that I'm older, my body reacts like weird to things that look sweet but aren't really sweet. Like, whenever I'm having like sparkling water, I feel like I'm being edged. <laughs> and my tongue is being cucked, you know? <laughs> like, my brain thinks it's soda, but it's just not it. And I'm doing that little. Um, to get all the ingredients in, that little thing that your mom makes you do to, to taste the food, you do that. I'm like, oh, sugar's almost done. Let me come. Oh, just right there. Just can't get it. Oh, my God. Uh, I moved up here for, for college. I'm in college now. Senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But college is a little scary, though, just, just a little bit. Because you get to see, like, your whole generation of doctors and lawyers go through school while, like, cheating their way through. I have a friend of mine that said he wants to be a doctor. He's been cheating for four years. Like, you're trying to, you're trying to be a what? <laughs> you've been doing what for four years? <laughs> it's gotten to the point where, like, I don't even feel comfortable going to the hospital and having a young doctor, you know? <laughs> like, I'm trying to get a prostate exam. He has one finger up my ass, the other finger on my ass. 
I'd be like looking up what to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't want that to happen to me, you know? <laughs> like, I, I want my doctor to be old. Oh, he, he gotta be an old doctor. He gotta be like 80, 90 even if I'm lucky, you know? And my doctor gotta be old. Like, he has to be so old, he, he shouldn't even be talking. He should just be grunting at me. He just goes, uh, yeah, put, put your hands up. That's all I want. Because you know he went to school the hard way, you know? Pen and paper, that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Just pen and paper. He knows his shit. I'm going to get like a little tattoo on my back that says, this ass is mine unless you're at least 69. So like when he pulls down my pants, he knows it's his. He, he's claiming it. He's the right guy for the job. <laughs> he's seeing my ass. He, he, it's his. You can take it. I'm <laughs> this ass ain't free to, until you're the right age. Because when it comes to doctors, I know doctors. I'm from LA. <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yay! Willie Tragic, everyone. That was amazing. Who is this boy and where did he come from? LA. That's amazing. All right. Uh, hey, I'm really excited to bring up your next comedian. Everybody clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Tova Fuller. Yay! Hey, everyone. Uh, anyone here ever been in the middle of an argument with their significant other and things are going pretty well? You know, you're having like a mature discussion about things and choosing your words wisely. And then the moment comes when you know you can pop off and unravel everything at once. Does anyone know this moment? Yes. And then everybody will be in pain. Yet you feel compelled. That's what the set is right now. I usually do a normal set. But I just, Joe Biden went to Hurricane Ian recently. Does anyone know what he said? He, not into the eye of the hurricane. <laughs> Woo! No, he said, no one fucks with the Biden live on air. So in other related news, the Wu-Tang Clan has added an 11th member. <laughs> They've got the RZA, the Jizza, and Joe Bizza. Joe Bizza Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. And so for that reason, I have put together a rap of all of Joe Biden's gaffes. And that's what I mean. You're going to be in pain. I'm so, so, so sorry. I just feel so compelled to pop off. Um, yes, who wants to hear it? No one. Uh, woo! Yeah, OK. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. And when I drink coffee, it better be Folgers. By the way, that was um, a college student on the campaign trail, a young woman asking a question. All right, we're gonna keep going. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, you ain't black, he said to a black person. Every time he addresses race relations, he always seems to worsen. You're not a gangbanger. It's like with every other word, I have to drop a clanger or else I flip the bird. You know, like, this guy really says this. I am so sorry to say this next one. I really feel bad about it. But he actually said this. I adopted the attitude of the great Negro. The fucker said that. He fucking said that. Like, I cannot believe he said that. And this is a thing, is that Obama and Kamala Harris could never get away with saying this kind of stuff. They could never say anything like, you're full of shit. You're a damn liar, man. He couldn't say things like, clap your hands now, you stupid bastard. 
He could ne- they could never get away with that. Only an old, white, demented geezer could get away with saying this kind of shit. And the thing is, I know he should know something about black culture because his ancestors owned slaves. So speaking of old, white, demented geezers, I will now do Trump, okay? Because I'm, I'm not a Republican. I mean, I'm not gonna say what I am, but I'm definitely not a Republican. All right, uh, I gotta change character here. We're changing character. We're getting our hands out. We're getting ready to go. I'll watch the police and the firemen down at 7-Eleven, down at the World Trade Center, right after things went down. Do you believe this? <laughs> Do you really believe this? Uh, I like to get my donuts at a terrorism site. My skin is way too brown. My rug is made of down. I'm the stupidest around. We're going to have 1,870,000 million vaccines for the virus. A math education would be desirous. A third grader could inspire us. Yes. Uh, What else has he said? (laughs) I told you you were going to be in pain. I definitely warned you. Mexicans are rapists. McCain is not a hero. My father gave me a small loan of a million dollars, and after fraud charges, it will be zero. Uh, He said to the Jewish Republican coalition, you're not gonna support me because I don't want your money. I love Hispanics, let's build a partition. I think disabled people talk and act kind of (laughs) funny. I mean, he did. He he saw him do that. Okay. And the last one that I'm going to do for you before I fall off the stage. Um, God, can I remember it? He said so much. He said, Obama created ISIS. Putin won't invade Ukraine. I'm going to go to prison. Why? Because I always act insane. Ha! I got it out of my system. I'm so sorry. Tova, that was beautiful. A J, did a J show up? A J Damodaran, he never showed up. A J, I'm a little disappointed. You, who are you, sir? Hi, Rob. Do you want to go up? All right, put your hands together. Bet, put your hands together for Rob. Yay! I walked into a men's bathroom the other day. And I looked and I saw that there was a poop in the urinal. They're not supposed to be there. (laughs) And so I caught off guard. We locked eyes and I was like, why are you here? And I I just, I couldn't get through the poop. And it couldn't get through to me. And I started thinking about the person who laid this poop and what must have been going through his head and what he's like. Obviously he's gross, he's weird, but at the same time, like, it's kind of fearless. And pooping in a urinal kind of shows ambition. Like you gotta, you gotta squat 125 degrees in a men's bathroom, fully aware that somebody's gonna like walk in at any time and see you, and he's just cool with it. He's totally willing to do that. Why? For the love of the game. He's perfecting his craft. And that, that level of dedication is kind of what I'm trying to get to in my daily life. So whenever I feel like I'm about to give up, or I feel like about to fall off the edge, I just start telling myself that just shit in the urinal, just shit in the urinal, go for it, go for it. Anyways, my parents don't know that I'm attracted to men yet. That's kind of crazy. And it's wild because 
when I was a kid, I learned to like conceal gayness by like using straight vernacular. So I'd be in my mom's heels, like, what's up, bro? What's up, dog? What's up, homie? See the squat? I'd be like, I'd be like using a power saw to crop t-shirts just to even out the gayness. You know? It's kind of crazy though, because I'm also attracted to women, which is weird. But it's kind of the best like gay concealer because I can have girlfriends. So I have a girlfriend right now, so I technically have two beards. <laughs> I have a beard on my face, I have a beard on my face, guys. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm like 70% straight and 30% gay, which is weird because it means that my straight side is always bullying my gay side. And it's like, it's like, trying to balance a brain with like the baby and AOC and like like one side's like let's go and like calling me slurs and the other side's like Oscar Isaac though ECX machina he looks good he's hot he's hot I'm attracted to him um yeah the other day I was driving to work and there was a truck in front of me it was like really old and there was a bumper sticker on the bottom left that said, ass, grass, cash, no rides for free. And on the other side of the bumper, it was another sticker that said, proud parent of an honor roll student at MLK Middle School. Jesus. I was like so secondhand embarrassed for this child. I like wanted to know who the parent was so bad and so I got in the left lane and I zoomed up and I looked to my left and who did I see but a buff-ass like 40-year-old lady just palming the fucking wheel. Looked like Sarah Connor from Terminator 2. Straight up grizzled. Um, but yeah, she, she was going hella fast so I stopped the car as we're pulling up to a red light. She zooms past me, zooms even past the red light. And I was like, damn. She's really shitting in that urinal. I came back around and did the thing again. Thank you. Hooray! You did a callback! Who are you, new comedian? You're lovely and wonderful. Yay, hooray, huzzah. Isn't King's gonna go potty or close the door? Is there, are there any other, a Jay Damodaran didn't show up, Deschamps Pujara didn't show up, so we're kind of, we're kind of out of comics here. We're kind of out. Um, unless any new people were like, they were like, oh God, I, yeah, I really want to do it. Anybody want to? Thank you all for being here. Um, you can always give us money at Mutiny Radio on our Venmo. And uh, next week is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. 28 shows in eight days at nine venues. And it's going to be amazing. I'm, uh, okay, it's 7.30. I'm just surprised that, um, I hope that Jay's okay. Because um, I'm surprised he didn't show up. All right, you guys are all amazing. Are you sure nobody wants to try it for the first time? Like, you want to say anything? You want to talk about your birthday next week? Or, like, talk, say, hi, Mom, I love you. Because we're streaming live at mutinyradio.fm. And then we podcast it after. I mean, if you love your mom, you could say something. Or you could... How about, how about clap for Jason coming out of the bathroom? Yay! 
Should we, I mean, we could, could we do a quick joke parade? Do you guys know what this is? You just say a joke. It doesn't have to be your joke. It'd just be a bar joke that you've heard uh, and you just tell it. For example, my first joke would be, this isn't my joke, but an old bar joke. Um, do you guys know the sexual position called the dolphin? No. That's when you try to stick your dick in a girl's ass and she goes, Oh, that's how it goes. A Jay, did a Jay just walk in the motherfucking door? Oh, oh, does someone else want to do it? Because I once I shut it down, it shut. But if I kept enough, hey everybody, put your hands together for this guy! Yeah. This thing on? Okay, cool. Alrighty, alrighty. How's it going? How's it going? I just, uh, what's up? What's up? Just came back from Santa Cruz, you know, just chilling. Had a great time hanging out with the homies, you know, doing. I actually played an open mic too. That shit was pretty fun, you know. I do music, but um, you know, I started coming to a realization in my life, you know, something I didn't really know in the past, but uh, it's uh, just a self-realization is that. I always think I'm a nice guy. I always think I, I do this shit. You know, I, I think I come off as a cool, common collective. But in actuality, I look like I'm a fucking dick. You know, I look like, hey, you know, I, I look like I could be a douchebag. I look like, I, you know, you guys could probably tell right now from my fucking voice. But, you know, I, I in, in general, soft cookie. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm emotional. I, I get touched up. You know, I, I cry. Yesterday, maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it happened. I don't know. But I, you know, I try to keep that in mind. Is that sometimes my bitch face can kind of get in the way sometimes, you know, from the genetics from my dad. But hey, that's a different story. But um, you know, I uh, I'm actually not from San Francisco. I'm from uh, L.A. SoCal, and um, you know, I grew up in an Asian American household. Grew up with um, Chinese and uh, Korean parents, and you know, I'd say there's definitely love, there's passion, there's caring that comes in that. But number one thing, you know, I'd say that you may not expect, but it's definitely common is fucking expectations. Expectations. Holy shit! Fuck! You think my parents let me fucking do this shit? My dad right now, he'd probably be asking me, like, are oh, you making fucking money now, man? Dude, like, what the fuck? You know, but, hey, that's just me. But, um, you know, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I would say that you know, my parents did the best. That's no fucking doubt. You know, they did everything they could. My dad, he does business, worked his ass off, went to China, probably, like, seven, eight times a, a year to just make sure that I could do my shit, to do shit like this, you know, be able to do this. And it's fun. I love it. I love that they did that. They they care so much, but shit, they still fucking wish I was do, trying to be a fucking doctor right now. Like, shit, shit, you already know. Whew. Hey, I tried to tell them I was doing e-com and they were like, bullshit, dude, you fucking kidding me? But, um, you know, just how it be. When I, when I was, uh, one minute? Okay, thank you.
appreciate it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I was in Santa Cruz, you know, just having a good time. We were actually at this uh, party called Motive. It's a little club, you know, people are, you know, 20, 30 above. They usually go there, hang out, do their thing, you know, it's fun. They're just, like, chilling and stuff. Um, I actually got approached. This guy, he came up to me. He was actually asking me some questions. He was kind of hitting on me, too, you know. He was, he asked me to buy me a drink. I said, sure, why not? Buy me a Henny. And I was like, word, word, word getting in some good conversations he asked me like what are you doing later and i said nothing man he's like you trying to hang out man i was like <sighs> you know sorry dude unfortunately i'm not homosexual i'm not man so sorry ladies unfortunately just how it be it's just how it be i'm sorry my bad it's just a disappointment according to my parents but um yeah you know what this is how it be. See, I'm an emotional person. You know, I gotta say, I gotta express the emotions. That's just how it be. You know, that's just how it be. But you know, whatever. Anyways, that's my thing tonight. Thank you. Keep it going for your daffodil. Yay! Well, we did it. Are you sure? You're. What are you doing here? You're like. The guy over there with the glasses and the cute blonde hair, you look like an undercover, like, model. Like, uh, are you really? Okay, I well, you're undercover, but you look like you're undercover for, like, a modeling agency from Denmark or some weird shit. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. Did you want to tell any jokes? How did you get here? Why are you here? You're figuring it out right now, too. Are there any? I don't, well... Are there any other people that want to get up on stage? Because once I close it, it's closed. And then, like, a, a Jay Damodaran didn't show up, which was a poopy duper, but, and it's fine. I mean, he didn't show up, it's fine. But it's fine. All the other comics showed up, and everybody had a really good time. We've all had a good time. Do you want to try to say something? Or, oh my God, yay, the pretty boy's going up. Yeah. Hey, hi. Um, my name is Bailey. I just moved here. My fiance is a traveling nurse. So we've been traveling the country for the past two years, so I don't know I am any bit of the time. <laughs> anyway, um, so I don't really know what to talk about. I've been told I should be interviewed, so ask away. What am I afraid of? Myself. It's a lot to take in. I look at myself I'm like, what the fuck is this shit, man? What else? I'll do it, man. <laughs> Fucking A. I'm ready. I'm, uh, I'm pro-nuclear war because I don't want to pay taxes, so if we can end this shit, I'm ready to go, man. Do I? I don't even... I, fuck. I don't even believe in tomorrow, man. Ooh, I got, I got some things. Uh, fuck. Things about strategic timing. It seems like everything in my life happens so perfectly with timing. For instance, have any of y'all ever been to Yosemite? So you know how it's just a complete dead zone whenever you go out there, no service or anything. It's good, get to disconnect a little bit and everything. So I went out there and it's me and my fiance, we're driving down and I just got a car that's got one of those, it's got the Apple CarPlay on it and it'll announce you know, whatever text message you get over the speaker and everything. And I did that because it's always funny when you have like your parents in the car or something and then one of your 
dickhead buddies send you like some fucked up text message and you know your parents have to hear that and you explain it to them well that backfired on me so we're driving into the park and it's late at night we're trying to get to our airbnb and it's right before the service zone ends when i get a text from my buddy and it says you were right about older women and no service for three days and i had to simmer with that shit that trip did not go too well after that i gotta say what's another one i can't really talk to people too well i don't think about the things that i say too well so what was it i was home visiting my folks and i was at the grocery store and i came out and i saw an old neighbor and so i caught up with him said hello and everything and we got to talking unfortunately his mother back home in germany got you know dementia pretty bad and everything so you know kind of a sad story and everything so i started thinking about when my grandmother did it and she or got it and she was pretty bad herself not thinking about what i was saying i looked at him and said well hope it ends soon and he just starts kind of staring at me like what the fuck did you just say and that's about it let's see what's another one so my dad he's not somebody who really knows how to talk too well to people as you can tell by me i learned pretty well and uh, so he'll, you know, kind of, or, you know, he doesn't really appreciate conversations or anything at all. And so we, if you talk to him at length, you can have conversations with him where he's nodding and acknowledging everything that you're saying. You can talk to him for like 10 minutes or something. At the very end of it, he'll just look at you and say, were you talking to me? And then just walk the fuck off. I'm like, dad, we had a lot to talk about. Okay, so that's about all I got as far as things to say. Any more questions? What medical? She's a nurse. Uh, so I ask her as little as I possibly can because it's a long-winded explanation. I realize how and fucking stupid I am. <laughs> all right, what else? What else you got? What's the gayest thing I've done? Uh, cuckold. That was the closest I got. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I from? East Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, first time I heard that one before. <laughs> That's. What do I think about ghosts? Oh, not much. No. All right. Well, if that's uh, no other questions. I'm sorry. Would I give my hair to Donald Trump? I want his. That looks fun. I mean, you're walking around looking like a troll doll. That seems like a fun time. Well, I'm sorry for uh, Tell us your time. name again, because I already forgot. Bailey. Bailey, Bailey you were great. Oh. Thank you so much. Clap your hands together for Thank Bailey, everyone. Yay. That was fucking amazing. I love you. Um, I wish you the best with your wife in the city. It's expensive here, but you're so funny, and I'm sure you have more gifts than just that. Did a Jay Damodar never show up? All right, it's cool. Well, we're, thank you all for being here. If you ever want to uh, give money to Mutiny Radio, uh, we have a Venmo, and it's at Mutiny Radio. And that's cool. But then also next week, starting on Sunday, we have 28 shows in eight days for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And it all ends here on Sunday the 16th. We we have... I got a, I got a permit from the city, so this... <laughs> Street's going to be closed down from, I know, like 21st Street from uh, Bryant or from Florida to Bryant's going to be closed down and we're going to have 40 comics all day from noon to five. 
and three art vendors and the bacon bacon food truck and a family fun hub. We're going to make the biggest chalk mural in the street that we possibly can with children and people and um, all the comedians will be PG-13 friendly. All right. And it's going to be great. So that's free, but all the other shows cost money and that's great too. But also next week, if you don't want to pay money, I'm going to be putting out like fucking promo codes. And one of the promo codes when you get into Eventbrite will be comic and it just makes it free. So just put in comic as a promo code and get tickets because we want audiences. There's 99 comics from all over the United States. Like 50 of them obviously are from the Bay Area, but the other 50 are from everywhere and they're coming from like Maine and all these. So, oh, hey, yeah, there's a flyer right there. And it starts this Sunday, the 9th. It goes the 9th through the 16th. And uh, and then here at the station during the day, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to have, like, fun master classes about comedy. And you can join them. You can listen for free. And they'll all be podcast. And it's going to be great. So thanks, everybody, for being here tonight. You're a wonderful audience. You're like all real people with souls, and that's beautiful. If any of you have any cigarettes, I would love one. Um, thanks for being here. Yay. for his master of spin, Mr. White House chief strategist in the Trump administration, 45's main liar, misogynist, racist homophobe, Steve Bannon man, Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon man, who is he? Oh, he's Steve, Steve Bannon man, he's Steve Bannon man, oh, the most hateful, the most hateful quotes, Right, Bart is a hateful place. I couldn't share myself on oh. that. Uh. Gay rights have made us dumber, and it's time to get back in the closet. Hey, 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 hey. Steve, 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 Banner. Steve, 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 Banner. Like a guard dog. Oh. Hoist it high and proud, the Confederate flag proclaims a glorious heritage. White is right. Oh. White is right. We're pretty racist against lots of things. Oh, Steve, 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 Steve Bannon. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon. Trannies whine about hilarious Bruce Jenner billboard. He's still calling them trannies. Oh, the misogyny, the homophobe, the transphobia. I can't believe it. Birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. I said birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. What? It makes you fat. It makes your voice unsexy. It makes you a slut because it's Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Big, big misogynist. Big, big hater. Oh, oh, oh. What else? White is right. Steve Bannon. Far white, right. Buttercups, dangerous faggot tour returns to colleges in September. I said, suck it up, Buttercups. Suck it up. Suck it up. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon. Bannon. Steve oh. is the hate that's hate, Steve Bannon. Hate, hate, hate. hate gotta hate the fags, gotta hate the Jews, gotta hate the ladies and all of you. Suck it up, Buttercups. Dangerous faggot tour returns to colleges in September. Because he's Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, 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 Steve Misogyny. Homosexuality. Racism. Uh, he's, he's all of it. He's all of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's great. Yeah. Why don't 
don't you just kill yourself? Mm-mm. I got a gun right here and off yourself now. The solution to online harassment is simple. Women should just log off. They're screwing up the internet for men by invading every single space we have online and ruining it with attention-seeking, needy, demanding, and touchy-feeling form of feminism. Because women belong in the kitchen. Yeah. And no birth control for you, bitch, be pregnant. There's no hiring bias against women in tech. They just suck at interviews. Oh, we don't know how to talk. Would you rather have your child have feminism or cancer? What the fuck does that mean? I really want Steve Bannon to get cancer. Yeah, he looks like Steve, he Steve, does. Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Oh. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. World Health Organization report. Tranny's 49 times higher HIV rate. There's that word again. that he's a White House executive? Oh. (laughs) Did we mention he's maybe the second most powerful person in the United States? He's got the code. Misogyny and racism. Racism and transphobia and homophobia. All that stuff. Mm. Yeah. Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Hating ass nigga. We do it every week. How do we do it? How does it keep happening? It's so amazing. Well, there's there's the old Steve Bannon uh, rap from Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. If you like that, we've got, I'm going to play another one. I'm going to play Women Who Work. Uh, This is the Ivanka one. She, in honor of her wanting to be the president someday because she's you know such that's so great uh, and then we come back from that we're gonna everything is terrible five more things to worry about in 2018 if you weren't worrying enough oof. Uh, if you weren't worrying enough here's women who work by Ivanka dirty hot dirty pee and the sheriff coming at you yeah coming at you some magic doesn't work she doesn't work women who work passion is what makes us feel most alive women who work women who work don't buy her book cause it's full of plagiarism the trump card first book nothing in that either women who work women who work Your age, your background, your education, or your success. We all are granted 168 hours a week. Hours a week. That's math. Math. That's. Is that a 24-hour daytime seven, which equals 168 hours a week? When do you sleep? I got a nanny. When do you sleep? She's got a nanny and a child. Oh. How do you build a world-class team? First, you have to find the right people. Thank you, Captain. 
Captain Obvious, Obvious Captain Obvious, the fuck up the line device Don't gossip, don't gossip Gossip about women who work Trump card Get the Trump card, don't buy her first burk either Because she already has too much money too much money Don't buy the book to burn it Go to the library and burn it from there Burn it all down We often don't realize That while we're waiting for our lives to begin They have already And they're made up of all the decisions we make Big and small, conscious or not Thank you, Captain Obvious Women who work, many women who work, women who work, most women do. I am that nanny, and I wish I could make enough as her nanny. She probably pays $38 an hour to a service. That's a lot of money. Maybe, maybe she doesn't pay a service, and it's just another Slovenian girl hanging out in her house. team sport success is a team sport Ivanka Trump Captain Obvious Captain so much you can learn so much from the perspective of others and it literally costs you nothing but I'll pay you lots of money to be my nanny my nanny while I'm at work I plagiarized and work I didn't write this novel either it's probably a ghost writer or it was me in a room with a tape recorder talking about myself how cool my life is my nice husband my dad he's really nice and my nanny some of my best photos of the kids were taken by my nanny during the day and I'm sure in 10 years I'll convince myself I took them because I I take everyone else's work and make it my own plagiarism women who work (laughs) we did it again so there's more uh, of us just being funny. That's <laughs> so. Last year, uh, if you're a regular listener to the Altcast, obviously you know that these were in there. Um, we just do these one takes where um, I'd get quotes from the internet and then we sing songs. You know, I like I'm a rapper because I've been reading. Um, I've got one called Tim on Tim. I don't know what that means. It must be just Tim when he was on Some Call Me Tim and I put it in this hot, dirty pee in the sheriff. Uh, Let's listen to Susan Olsen and then I will find some more music to play you guys because I don't have a co-host and I'm tired of talking. And um, no one called me up, so that's okay. But uh, you've been listening to the AltaCast and I'm going to play some music that I'll enjoy uh, after this last rap from Hot Dirty Pee and the Sheriff, Susan Olsen. Very first one that we recorded on March 1st, 2017. I, I think Trump supporters are funny to me, really. I don't think we should take them off the air all the time. Okay. Hold on, I'm gonna, this is a, this is a rap, rap background. We're gonna rap to it. <laughs> we'll get a little beat beat. Hey there, little pussy. Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass. You are, you lying piece of shit. Too cowardly to confront me in real life. You do it on Facebook. You're the biggest faggot ass 
much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Say, uh, slowly and painfully. I'm Susan Olsen. Oh, slowly. I said, Susan slowly Olsen. and painfully. They call me Cindy and Brady. My name is Susan Olsen, and I love Trump today. Uh, 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 Olsen. Uh, uh, Brady. Get it. Brady. Uh, I hope. Uh, sincerely hope you reap all this that you deserve karma wise you pathetic little cunt you are hell is waiting for you enjoy uh, hell is waiting for you enjoy what is waiting for you enjoy slowly what? slowly slowly and painfully my name is susan olsen susan olsen susan olsen susan olsen they call me cindy susan olsen susan olsen susan olsen they call me Cindy Brady. Uh, I make America great again. Making America great. What a pathetic little cunt you are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Did we just? That was pretty dope. Did we just make a song? I think and that, we did. that was for you, Susan Olson. That was that was fun. I'm glad we I, did I the hope, freestyle. I hope you get. I hope you listen. To- I'm pretty proud of that. I gotta be honest. Uh, I, I'm pretty proud of that Susan Olson rap. Uh, it makes me feel like, like I'm a rapper, like Gucci Mane. My main. Let's watch the edge of insanity. On mutiny radio.fm. Let's watch full uh, let's watch the edge of insanity. <laughs> Paul Brumbaugh on mutiny radio.fm and hit the donate button when you go there. Yes, use our Venmo account at mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm streams live uh, podcast shows that are later drop as podcasts. And on Sunday, what an event. At noon, it's Paul Brumbaugh's The Edge of Insanity. At 2, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Uh, are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> John Wessick here. I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Bowl haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his timesheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention, he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase, the taste of wild boar's blood. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjiro, a sample. 
The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom Leather Bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The 